Hello and a wonderful day to you. Hi, I'm Hadekule Joshua Olabiwonu, and you're welcome to the School of Prosperity and Influence with the Holy Spirit edition on Learn and Grow with Adekunle Olabiwonu. I am so excited to have you here today as we are in another episode, as we're discussing another important part of your journey as a successful individual on earth. As a successful believer and successful individual on earth. Today we're going to be talking about um, the kingdom of God and breaking it up in parts so that we might understand what Jesus meant when he said the kingdom of God. So in this episode we're going to start uh, a discussion on role-playing in the kingdom. Role-playing in the kingdom. That is who is playing what role in the kingdom of God? So we're going to be considering the actors in the kingdom and the roles that they play. So I pray for you even as we start this uh, exposure, exposition, even as we start in the name of Lord Jesus, that your eyes of understanding be enlightened, that you will hear the word of God from the seat of grace itself. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So today we are talking about role playing in the kingdom as I said earlier. But we need to be clear about what a kingdom really is. Especially the kingdom of God. What does the kingdom of God mean? It is important to be clear about it. You know, I, I'm sure that the, 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 the phrase kingdom of God is not new to you but there is a kingdom of God let us not miss it off there is the kingdom of God and then there is the kingdom of heaven right there is an heavenly kingdom and then there is the kingdom of God what is the difference between two these two terms what is the difference between two thing, two realms and how does it apply and matter to you I want you to pay attention here because you are in at least one of the kingdoms right now and a citizen of the other kingdom right now. So they matter to you so that you can understand the oppression of that kingdom. What you do not understand, you cannot operate. If you are in the kingdom of God and you do not fully understand the kingdom of God and what you should expect from the kingdom, and what the kingdom should expect from you, you will not function as it should. So, we're trying to define a kingdom. Matthew chapter 6. Jesus was trying to explain, was trying to teach the disciples how to pray in the gospel according to St. Matthew. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. He reads, After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. And he said, When your kingdom comes, your will will be done in heart as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come. And Thy will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Jesus made something clear here. He said that the kingdom of God will come. Yes? And so he taught the disciples to pray for the kingdom of God to come. So, let's be clear about that. And he later went on to tell them that some of you here will not test death until before the kingdom of God comes. So this means that the kingdom of God is not in heaven. It has come. Because we know that Jesus cannot lie. It has come and is in you. Let us establish that. The Oxford Dictionary defines a kingdom as the spiritual reign or authority of God. This is what we are saying. The Oxford Dictionary calls the kingdom, not kingdom of God now, calls kingdom the spiritual reign or authority of God. The spiritual reign or authority of God. Taking that into context, then we are saying that a kingdom is the governing influence and authority of a king over a particular domain. So, a kingdom, what is called a kingdom, okay, is the governing influence of a particular king. The governing influence and its authority over a particular domain. So, the governing influence and authority of God over the heart is established in you. By extension, you are an extension of the kingdom of God. This is what we are saying. That the kingdom of God is in you and you are an extension of it. You are part of the governing influence of God and his authority on earth. So, as a result of being an extension, you are to show forth the manifold wisdom, the manifold influence, and the, and the great authority of the Father on heart here in heaven. Oh, sorry, on heart here rather. This is what we are saying. That you are an extension of the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is in you. And so, as any kingdom, there are players in the kingdom or say actors in the kingdom. So if this was to be a soap opera or a movie, there are actors in this kingdom. Right? And every one of us have roles to play. Every actor in the kingdom has roles to play. Every actor in the kingdom has specific roles that enables the will of the king to be carried out. Do not forget that Jesus said, when your kingdom comes, your will will be done on earth. The will of the Father, the influence of the Father is what is going to happen. Any other influence apart from the influence of the, of the Father, sorry, any other influence apart from that of the Father will not be allowed when his kingdom comes. So, in order for his will to be carried out, every person involved in the kingdom every personality involved in the kingdom have specific roles to play for the kingdom to function properly every person in the kingdom have specific roles to play in order for the kingdom to function properly 
If these roles are not played well, the kingdom will not function well. It is simple. If the roles were not played well, the kingdom will not function the way it should function. So, it is important to be clear about it now. So, let's move on to actors in the kingdom of God and their roles. Obviously, the first person in the kingdom of God is the our father. Notice, our father, God himself. Jesus said, pray ye after this manner. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. So he's the father. He's God, yes? But something has happened somewhere and he has become our father. Again. Something happened somewhere and he became our father again. He is God, but he's our father. Another actor in the kingdom is the Holy Spirit. In the kingdom of God, we have another actor who is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Father himself. The Spirit of God himself. In this kingdom, we have another actor. That is the Lord Jesus himself, the Son. That is another actor. The Lord Jesus in the kingdom with his specific roles. Another actor in the kingdom is you. You and I. We are actors in the kingdom and so we have specific roles to play to in order for the will of the Father to come to pass. Another actor in the kingdom are the angels of the Lord. They have specific roles to play to. Specific roles to play. In this kingdom, there are angels. In this kingdom, there's the Father. In this kingdom, there is the Holy Spirit. In this kingdom, there is Jesus. In this kingdom, there's you. And in this kingdom, there are angels. These are actors in the kingdom, and they have specific roles to play. Specific roles. So let's consider our Father first. Our Father, God. Today in this episode, we're going to be talking only about the role of our Father. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about the role of the Holy Spirit. And if time will permit us, the role of the Lord Jesus. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about your role, specifically. And then after that uh, episode, we're going to be talking about the roles of angels. Alright? So moving on, our Father. The first role that our Father plays is that being the Creator owner and sustainer of the whole universe like i said earlier he is god but something happened somewhere and he became her father he is god but something happened and he became her father again but originally he is the his first role his first appearance to heart is as the creator owner and sustainer of the whole universe. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. This particular scripture has put an end of to the argument of the ownership of the earth. In the beginning, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
Alright? Before God created it, the heart was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. You can continue reading up to verse 25. You will see how God created everything, everything that is on this earth. Everything. Every living thing. Put it that way. He created them. He didn't just create them. He created systems for them to be sustained. He said, let the heart come out and they be for meat. Alright, they be meat. They be for food for the animals. Let this come out so that this can hit this. He created a system around the things he had created so that they can sustain themselves. The heart brings forth fruit to sustain the animals. Right? Bring forth herbs to sustain even man. It is important for us to be clear about that. God, he created everything and he created a system to sustain it. So he is the creator, the owner, and the sustainer of the whole universe. Genesis 1.26, verse 26 says, Let us make man in our image. And God said, Let us make man in our image. And after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God is the creator of man. Let every man forget the fact that it was his father that put his sperm in his mother. God is your creator. Can we ignore the fact that um, your parents uh, had a little bit of exercise and they were engaged in the procreation process. Can we ignore that and focus on what's really more important? That God, right, is your creator. He made the system that bets you possible. So is the creator. Right? So his role as the creator, owner, and sustainer of the whole universe was done. He did it. So, if we have to pass a verdict on this role, we will say it is done. God has performed this role as the creator, owner, and sustainer of the universe. He has performed it fully. He has even created a system for creation in case you need to create something in the future. John chapter 1, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Through him, that is the word, was everything made, and nothing was made without him. So it means that if individuals now want to create, they can engage the world and create. So God didn't just create the universe, alright? He put, he gave us a system to create things too. If the need arises, no wonder God told man to fill the heart, multiply, subdue it, and replenish it. He, he told him to replenish it. Replenish it. That's verse 28. Genesis 21 verse 28. And God blessed them, and God said unto him, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the heart, 
To replenish means to make afresh again. So if need be that you need to create something as an extension of the Father, as a, an extension of the kingdom of God, you can birth things that were not in being before. You can create them into being via the world. Because without the world, nothing can be made. And the world is available to make everything that you want to create. The world can reproduce. The world can give life. The world can kill. It is important for us to be clear about this. God has performed the role of creation. And he has put a system in place for further creation. Without the system that he has put in place for further creation, nothing that man created would have been able to be happy. Would have been able. Would, would not have been able to do anything. We just have whatever he has done and, and still have it. But because he put a system in place, even though we fell away from him, he put a system in place, man was still able to create. Praise God. The second role of the father, all right, we have said this before, that man fell. After he created man in the Genesis chapter 2 and chapter 3, we would discover that man disobeyed God, committed treason in the Garden of Eden, and became lost to God became condemned and lost their position. And so, man could no longer have a standing with God. Alright? So, the second role the Father performed, after the first role, which is to create, is to reconcile us to himself. He reconciled us to himself. Man fell, yeah? And so, because he loved man, he reconciled us to himself. This is the second role of the Father. Reconciliation. John chapter 3 verse 16. It says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved the world, and he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. So God does not want every one of us to perish. He wants us to be back with him. And so he performed the role of reconciliation through Christ Jesus. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. It is important for us to be clear about this. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus who has begotten us again I'm just about to get there. First Peter chapter 1 verse 3. First Peter chapter 1 verse 3. It is important for us to be clear about the roles the Father has played already and the one is playing currently. First Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says, uh, Alright. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy, which according to his abundant mercy, right, had begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He begot us again. He gave back to us again. He gave back to us. I was saying earlier that he was God, but something happened. And he became our father. He was God, all right? 
but something happened along the way and he became our father he became our father by begotting us again by giving back to us again through jesus christ our lord blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus who has begotten us again all right according as his abundant mercy through christ jesus he reconciled us romans chapter 10 romans chapter 5 verse 10 romans chapter 5 verse 10 says for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to god for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to god by the death of a son much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life so we were reconciled to god it was the role of the father to bring us back to him and we can say category Kali, that he has done it second Corinthians chapter 5 it is important for us to be clear about these things so that we can know what God has done already and so we won't have to ask for them again according as his abundant mercy he has reconciled us again he has begotten us again he has saved us so let no man pray to God again saying save me except if he wants to give his life to Christ you are already saved you've been saved you've been saved alright the only person that is allowed to go to God in prayer and say save me father is the person that is just about to give their life to Christ if you're a born again believer you do not have to pray like that you are already saved you have a role to play in that healing you have a role to play in that uh, upliftment you want to experience. You have a role to play in everything that you want. You just need to find it out, play the role, align with what the Father has done, and you get the results. Let no man pray to God saying, save me. Let no child of God put it. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. Let no son of God pray to God saying, save me. You've been saved by his life. You've been saved. This Romans chapter 5 verse 10 has told us that after we've been reconciled, we've been saved by his life. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 18. It says, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself, he has reconciled us to himself. All things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself, and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. He reconciled us to himself and gave unto us the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation. So, as long as you're a son of God, as long as you've given your life to Christ, confess Jesus as a personal Lord and Savior, you have been saved and reconciled to the Father. So, it is this ministry of reconciliation that gives us the opportunity to call our Father, to call God our Father. And so, the scripture says, what manner of love is this, that we are called the sons of God? And so are we. What manner of love is this? What kind of love is this that makes the Father okay reconcile us to himself and we are called the children of god and so we are it's not a title it is not a 
It is not a, I put it now, it is not a post. That is who we have. It's not a, it's not just a position. That is who we have. It is our, it becomes our identity that we are sons of the Father through Christ Jesus. So, if you have to look at this role and its performance, our verdict is that it has been done. Do not forget the first role of the Father as the creator, okay, of the earth and systems that hold the head done. The, his role to, as, the, as the, uh, reconciler, his role as reconciling us to himself, alright, commending unto us the ministry of reconciliation has been done. Next role, the role of the Father, for, don't worry, the role of the Father is to give, is to provide unto us all that we need. This is another role of the Father. Jesus was saying to the people, he said, if your son asks for a bread, will you give him stone? Alright, so if you that are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, just imagine your father which is in heaven that is good. Another role of the father, after he has reconciled us to himself, is to provide for all that we need. Is to provide for all that we need. No wonder that uh, Apostle Paul was trying to tell, was trying to talk about our needs in the, in the book of Philippians chapter 4. In Philippians 4, 19 says, My God shall supply all your needs. So, it means that our Father is the one that will supply our needs. It is not like we can try to meet all of those needs by ourselves. It is the role of the Father. We, it is not by ourselves. We cannot, no man can by himself meet all of his needs. It is our Father that will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now we're going to examine that if he has performed that role or not, or he's still performing it. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says, According as his divine power hath given unto us, pay attention here, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to living, all things that pertain to living and godliness. Let me repeat that again. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to living and godliness through the knowledge of him that are called us to glory and virtue. Who had called us to glory and virtue? Jesus Christ. So through the knowledge of Jesus Christ, God has already not, please pay attention here. He did not say will, he did not say shall, he did not say must. He said he has given unto you already all the things that you need to live. Alright? As if that is not enough. And to now have godliness, the ability to stand before God without feeling inferior, the ability to perform like God on earth. Godliness. Adam, Adam uh, demonstrated godliness in Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 2 rather. Adam demonstrated godliness in Genesis chapter 2. God asked him to name all the animals and he named the millions of animals that we have. The thousands of animals that we have and all of their species. 
without running out of ideas for the name. That was godliness. He gave them the names without running out of ideas of what to call them. And the names he called them were when they were bearing to your date. That was godliness at work. Men don't behave like that. It is only God that can handle things like that. Men can't handle the pressure of naming a thousand children. Talk less of thousands of things that God has created. He gave them names without running out of ideas. Eh? And the names he gave them is still the name they are being called today. Now, that was godliness at work. He says here, this second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says, that God has given unto you everything that you need that pertains to living. So, it means that it is not like God will meet all your needs. He has met them. It is not like he's going to meet your needs. He has met them through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So, if what he has met, if the needs he has met is not yet manifest in your life, <clears throat> it is your role to find out, it is your role to get the knowledge of him that I called you to glory and virtue. It is your role, not the role of the Father any longer. He has met them. Emphasis on this. He has met all your needs for living as if that is not enough. And even for godliness. Interestingly, it didn't stop here. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Interestingly, God didn't just stop there. He didn't just give you all that you need for living and godliness alone. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us. <clears throat> Sorry with all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. A blessing is an empowerment to succeed. I've said this before in the previous episodes, that a blessing is an empowerment to succeed. So God has given unto you all of the spiritual empowerment that exists in the heavenly places. As if all that you need for, uh, as if everything he has given unto you for living and godliness is not enough. He now gave you all of the spiritual empowerment that are in heaven. He gave, not he will give, not he must give, not he shall give. He has given. It is done, settled. So everything you need to live has been given unto you through the knowledge. Everything you need to sustain you what you need to sustain you, alright, has been given unto you. What you need to empower you to do what is required has been given unto you. What's more, he gave us a means of communication. Because he believes that, okay, if he's a father, he will need, you will want to communicate with him from time to time to seek for direction. He gave us a means of communication. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2. Let's start from verse 1. It says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophet, and in this at in these last days, spoken unto us by his son, spoken unto us by his son, whom he had appointed here of all things, by whom also he made the world. So pay attention here. 
so that we don't make mistakes. He says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners has spoken to the fathers in time past, is choosing to speak to you now. His medium of communicating, our medium of communicating with the Father. Now, our medium of communication with the Father now is through His Son, by whom also He made the world. And John chapter 1, verse 1, make us to understand that in the beginning was the world, and the world was with God, and the world was God. Meaning that the Son, the terms, the Son, the world, the Jesus, refers to the same person. The term Son, Word, and Jesus Christ refers to the same entity. So, Jesus becomes our medium of communicating to the Father. So, we go to the Father and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, He gave us a means of communicating. Father, so, you can take up the scriptures and read. And the Holy Spirit will begin to communicate with you. He gave us a means of communication. Because he feels that we need it. What's more? He gave us a means to protect all that he has given unto us. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11. So after giving unto us all that we need, giving us a means of communication, he gave unto us again what we need. To protect all that he has given unto us. Ephesians 6 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God. It means it is not the armor of men. It is not men that forged it. It is not men that produced it. It is not men that brought it into place. It is the armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He knows the devil is in the world. And he wants to us to protect us from the devil. So he gave unto us his full armor. And said, put on this armor. This will protect you and everything I have given unto you. What a lovely father. As if that was not enough. He also now created a medium for us. Alright. To ask what we so desire. So in case we don't know what we already have. Or what we have is not enough. He's giving us a medium. To ask more. John, 1 John chapter 5. John chapter 15 rather. John chapter 15. We'll still come back to 1 John chapter 5. John chapter 15. The gospel according to St. John chapter 15 verse 16. Jesus was speaking here. And he says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Right? And ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. When you go, bring forth fruit and your fruit remain. That is, when you go, use what you have been given and you use it well, then you can come to the Father. Ask of the Father anything you want in the name of the Lord Jesus and he will do it for you. It is not me that is saying this. This is the scriptures. I have chosen you that you may go forth and bring forth fruit. So prayer has rules. I have chosen you that you go forth and bring forth fruit. And so, if you use what you have well, you can come to me in prayer and ask whatsoever you need more. Right? Ask more, alright? And he will give it to you. <clears throat> he will give it to you. And beautifully, this is, this is the amazing part. First John chapter 5. 
This is what makes it so, so amazing. So, so amazing. First John chapter 5. Verse 14. First John chapter 5 verse 14 says, And this is the confidence that we have. That when we pray, look at it here. This is the confidence that we have in him. That when we pray according to his will, he hears us. Alright? And we know that if he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have received it. We know. This is the confidence we have. That whatsoever we ask, according to his will. You see, the scripture people usually ignore the will there. So, there is something important in this kingdom. There is something called the will of the Father. It is meant for you. It is your role to find out what the will of the Father is. It is not the role of the Father. Everything must be done according to his will. Do not forget in the beginning we said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Everything has to be done according to his will. So, if you have to look at uh, the third role, which is providing for all that we need, alright, providing for all that we need, we can say our verdict is done. He provided for all we need for lightning and godliness. He gave unto us all the spiritual empowerment in the heavenly places. He gave us a Sorry, a means of communication. He gave unto us an armor to protect all that we have. He gave unto us a medium to ask for more when we use what we have well. It is done. The next role of the Father I want to consider, which is the last one for today, is creating for us a place of rest and reward. Creating a place of rest and reward. So we all know that we are going to only be here for a while. After we leave this place, the Father has prepared a place for He has done this. He has created a place for us to rest. John chapter 14, verse 12. Jesus was speaking to the disciples there to encourage them. He was trying to encourage the disciples here. John chapter 14. The gospel according to St. John, chapter 14, verse 12. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you. Alright? Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than this shall he do, because I go to my father. He also told them that in my father's house there are many mansions. If it was not so, I will not tell you. He said, In my father's house there are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. If it was not told, so I will not tell you. So God has prepared, has created a place for us to rest, a place for us to relax. A place of rest and reward. First Corinthians chapter 3. That's going to be the last scripture we're reading today. First Corinthians chapter 3. As we bring this discussion to a close. Verse 11. 
1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. Say from 11 to 13 says, For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is in Christ Jesus. Alright. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, look at it here. If any man that is in Christ, alright, performs his role upon the foundation that is in Christ, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, wood, hey, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it. Alright? Because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work. Of what sort it is. If any man works abide. Which he has built thereupon. He shall receive a reward. He has created the system to reward us. According to how we had used all that he gave us. As if giving it all to us was not enough. He created a system to reward us. But the foundation must be that you are building upon Christ Jesus. These are the roles of the Father. Once again, our verdict is that this is done. Done, done, London D. Done. Today so far we have considered four roles of the Father. And we can say that all of them have been done. The first role is as a creator owner and sustainer of the universe the second role is the ministry of reconciliation the third role is the provision of all that we need and the fourth role today is the creation of a place of rest and reward i pray for you that these words will not stand against you in the day of judgment these words will profit you these words we help you come to the understanding of what the Father has done so that you may claim, so that you may possess your portion. In the name of the Lord Jesus, have a wonderful time. God bless you.